Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life, even when stuff happens. Now here's your host, Whitney West. So welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today I have Tiffany Wiggins of Black Girl Mentor, and she's going to come on and share with us about her platform and her story. I'm going to let her introduce herself a little more now. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, But yeah, a little bit about me. I'm Tiffany Wiggins. Um, I am the creator, founder, um, and podcast host of Black Girl Mentor. And that is a platform that I created a couple years ago um, where we kind of celebrate or center the practice, the purpose, and the power of mentorship for, by, and amongst Black women and girls. So um, this whole platform came out of me doing some research, (laughs) doing research. Um, I was pursuing my PhD, and of course, I had to come up with a topic. Um, So my my area is higher education. And while I love college students, and I work Mm -hmm. with them all day, every day, it was me kind of going through my own journey that led me to really focus in on black women in the field, to be honest. Yeah. So, you know, at the time I was working because I was working full time as I was going through my PhD program. Mm -hmm. So working full time, my daughter was young. She was probably maybe about three, four about at that time. So doing that, um, her dad at the time we were together, but he traveled during the week. So during the week I was a single mom Mm -hmm. Um, and just really balanced, trying to, trying to balance all the things. Right. And then of course this, student affairs administrator and that part (laughs) right that part is kind of where it all came because anyone who kind of knows higher education and student affairs it seems like it's a nine-to-five job but it's really it's really not um so you know something happens if there's a crisis if something happens with a student we may have a program that's late at night or some sort of initiative that we need to come in early for so it's really hard sometimes to kind of balance the you know work in life, so to speak. And that was really kind of how I started it. And as I started to kind of look at my own life and then thinking about myself as a black woman and those kind of extra <laughs> nuances yeah. that come um, with that experience, I was like, you know what, I need to kind of talk about this a little bit more. Um, so as I, did my, as I did my research and looking at my participants who were all also black women in the field, um, excuse me, one thing that came out, because I was really just looking at their lived experiences. That was initially kind of where we were going with it. Just like, how does your, what is your experience? How do you balance life and profession and all that stuff? Um, but then this, uh, the mentorship piece came in there too, because as all these things were happening for myself, I also was kind of looking around, noticing that I had some women in my quarter, my corner who were kind of, you know, pushing me along and checking in on me and all that stuff. But then there were some other folks who I thought would be doing the same thing or should have been doing the same uh-huh. thing. And I wasn't feeling that same sort of support. So I thought that was, that was really interesting for me. So I kind of incorporated that into um, my study as well. And as I looked into the literature, knowing, noticing that there wasn't a lot of scholarship about right. black women and mentorship. So I saw a perfect opportunity to kind of dig a little deeper there. And through my participants, hearing a lot that they wanted other black women as their mentors, you know, um, but they weren't getting them for, for, for various reasons. Absolutely. Um, but it was very consistent, right? Like 
I would yeah. love to see, a, yeah, I would love to have a black woman as my mentor. Um, or, you know, when I started a certain job, my supervisor was a black woman or this woman who was down the hall was a black woman. I was so excited. And then for whatever reason, right. <laughs> it didn't pan out. For, well, I won't say for whatever, for various reasons. Various, yes. Yeah, for various reasons. <laughs> um, the, those relationships didn't form in the way in which they wanted to. So I really saw that that being an opportunity to kind of, I was like, okay, I, clearly that's, that's not just my story. You know, yeah, there's some other folks who are having, yeah, there are other people who are having these stories, being connected to other kind of higher ed communities. Um, you know, I would, I would hear or see posts from women, especially when they're at like predominantly white institutions where they might be the only one, you know, mm -hmm. or one of very few really being like, okay, well, I'm in Iowa, you know, but yeah. I need to connect with some, I need to connect with someone. So they're like reaching across state lines and in a virtual space trying to find, find mentorship. So, you know, kind of taking all those things into consideration, I was like, well, clearly there's a need here. Let me at least kind of start with creating a platform, some space where people who kind of believe that there is power in mentorship, because if you look at the research, there are tons of benefits to it, you know, and, and men are gaining all, all the benefits of that, you know, and they do a really good job of, you know, speaking each other's names in rooms when they're not there or saying, mm -hmm. hey, bro, I got this opportunity for you, you know, they don't even have to have a really tight relationship, um, but really doing things that elevates their careers and helps their lives be easier without even thinking much about it, but for whatever reason, for women, not quite feeling like, that's happening for us and we're not reaping the benefits yeah. as a result of that. Yeah. And women and black women, cause it's so interesting to hear you say that. And I've had conversations with the other black women in the field cause I'm in higher education as well. Yeah. And um, we've had those same experiences. And like, I noticed that we were a lot of us, like of my close friends, we were all at the same university mm -hmm. and um, there was, a prime opportunity for a black woman in leadership to just have this essentially like group of dynamic black women in different areas of expertise, mm -hmm. like as her mentees and just like kill the game. Yeah. But that ball was dropped and yeah. it was kind of like, well, what's the issue here? And then as we like began to leave, there was like negativity towards that. But it's like this, there was no cultivation of, of us wanting to stay here or feeling like we were getting, you know, any benefits from right. this relationship. You know, it was very surface level, like mm -hmm. relationship. And then um, my best friend was there too. And we were just kind of talking about it. It's just like, I think that some of what has been ingrained into us as women and black women is that while we say, oh, it's only me, we've been conditioned to believe that there's only room for me. Right. So you get, the, especially the ones who are older than our generation, they're like, I can't bring them up because they're going to replace me instead of seeing the, the width that it could be all of us yes. up here and I can bring more along. But as you mentioned about the men and the white men, they, they don't see that limitation. Nope. So bringing on the, their sister's best friend's brother Right. <laughs> Who really doesn't have any relation to them, but hey, I can hook him up. He fits. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nothing off 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 of them to do that. So I found it's really important to to have those mentor relationships. I do have a black female mentor 
that I just kind of looked up on. She came into um, one of my first workplaces as the supervisor and people were just kind of like, you know, it's one of those situations where they hire from outside when they could have hired from inside. Yeah. And so a lot of people were just not about her, but I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, I always play neutral at first. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> and she ended up being like, great. Like we still talk any job I think about applying to or any opportunity or like um, thing in higher ed, I think about pursuing, I, you know, I sent to her, you know, first. And so that's been a great relationship. And so I would think like, if I didn't have that, like I probably would miss out on so much stuff or not think about so many things. So I think it's very important what you're doing. And when I saw your dissertation, I was just like, oh yes, like <laughs> I need to look at this. But yeah, so I feel you. It has been, but you're right. I mean, I think that has been, and of course this is not me speaking on behalf of all black women, not, Absolutely. you know, I'm not saying that at all, but you know, it has been a consistent theme that I found. Um, but I think that's right. It's this, this idea or this thought that there's only room for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a, a flip side to it as well is when they have been in positions where they have been the only one they're doing whatever they can to stay, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I can't take time out of my day to mentor you and to show you the ropes because I got to maintain my position, even though like I've been doing this for 10, 25 years, you know, and I've, you know, I have respect and I have position and I have power and I probably can release some of this a little bit to kind of groom you to, you know, bring you up alongside with me, but I got to hold on to what I, to what I have. Um, you know, one thing that you mentioned, you know, some of it is mentorship, but some of it also is sponsorship. And I think as black women, we Mm. don't do as much sponsoring of one another as we should, because a lot of that benefit that those men and those white men get is really sponsorship. There really is no cultivation of a relationship. It really is saying like, oh, I know somebody over here who can, who can do this or, hey, you need a job? Cool. Let me, let me talk to my manager or whatever. And it just kind of happens. And that's where, you know, we struggle. Like I said, I've kind of been victim to that as well. I'm like, that just happened in the meeting and you didn't say my name. Like you didn't bring me into that at all. (laughs) So it's, we yeah, there's some work to be done for sure, but but at the same time, there are those women, and and I, I'm trying to figure out now is it a generational thing? Because I am finding too that you know there are some black women. You know, I've been my current institution. I've only been at it for a year, mm-hmm. um, and I have some black women who have. And this is me, new institution, new state, new everything, right? So yeah. I don't have kind of what I had before. And there's women who have definitely said, come on, sis, I got you. Let's do lunch every month, all that. Mm-hmm. And then I have some who, I don't know. I just, I feel like they perceive me as a threat and I'm like, I don't even know you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know? get that, that, I, yeah, we don't even, I don't even know you, but then, yeah, <laughs> I've had people who have, funnily enough at this place I'm at now, I had someone who came into the university after me Mm-hmm. Um, and then reached out to me to go out to to like take me out to to do stuff and I was just like I you know I really I like this and appreciate this because you know she's doing things writing books has her doctorate it's like you know she came in and kind of grabbed me and I was like I really appreciated that yeah I found too and, and it blows my mind though because really, part of me is like why would you not like why would you yeah. not <laughs> to her why would you you know and I'm like we're black women. Like we can do all great things. So of course, if I'm great alone, then bringing you with me, like we're only gonna like 
compound that greatness. So yeah. come on, you know, let's do some good stuff. So yeah, it always like shocks me when I see that. And I'm like, <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> like, yeah, what's your problem? Even I had, I hired someone into my office. That's a black woman. And she was like a couple years out of undergrad. And, you know, I knew she was, she was trying to get her master's and get it paid for and, you know, come into an entry level position. But I'm just like, okay, I understand you probably won't stay in higher education, but let's groom you towards whatever this, this skill will help you, you know, yeah. with your degree. This will do that, you know, making sure that she understands how to work in an office environment, how to deal with the politics, yes. how to translate skills into what she's doing, how to go out for things. So, you know, I really took her under, you know, my wing too. And it's just like, if I hadn't had people do that for me, you know, I wouldn't have had it modeled. I might've had been like, okay, whatever. I might not even have hired her, you know, yeah. just to like even think about these things is really important because it all kind of flows into each other. Yeah. I was, um, and I'm not trying to get super nerdy, but, <laughs> but please do. As I, was, as I was doing my research and, you know, my literature review and all that, and I mm. came across this article and I can't remember the name of the article off the top of my head, but it talks about, they call it like the bees of mentorship. And they talk about this queen bee and this princess bee and this phantom bee. And they talk about, you know, that there's, of course, the queen bee, and that's the, in, in terms of, in, in the scope of mentorship, right? So there's this woman who, she's the only one, she's doing all the things, she likes to be the go-to person, um, she doesn't have, you know, room or space for anybody else. She's going to kind of, you know, she, she's leading the, leading the pack, so to speak. And then there's the princess bee, where she also, you know, has power and position, and she'll mentor you as long as you're not in direct competition uh -huh. right which i've seen more recently actually i was like oh this is playing out i'm like oh you can't mentor the people who report that direct you know report directly to you but you are being a, a mentor to somebody in a whole nother department yeah that's playing out so it's just really interesting it's just a really interesting topic and i don't think people think about it and i think sometimes as black women we're just we're gonna get it done regardless right mm -hmm. and then sometimes i think we take things and turn you know it's like oh it must be me or I don't know why she doesn't like me or whatever but I'm like these are real things happening <laughs> you know around yeah. it that we need to like take take heed to it a little bit to be like okay well let's unpack this a little bit and why is it that way it absolutely is and it's like I think it also plays into like the overall culture of like how do I want it like professional development is like a, a buzzword for people but at the same time, like, I received different pushback in general for developing staff mm, in certain exactly. ways. So it's like you get the fear that a lot of organizations and universities have that people are going to get this skill and leave. Right. And so they want to say, oh, we can help, but not too much, <laughs> you know? So it's like that same thing of, well, I don't want you to get too good because you're going to be better than me, but, like, be better than me yes. in this part. And, like, that's always my thing. I'm like, I want to develop the greatest like team yeah, and we can all shine bright together because I'm like, if they stay, I now have the greatest people working for me right. and we're producing the greatest work we can. That's but right. if they leave, 
now they're going to say, oh, Whitney or whatever university they're coming mm -hmm. from produces great people. Right. Maybe you'll have someone who's the same level or better then want to come work for you. So you're still increasing. Like yeah. I see the like long run gain. Like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be space when you don't have somebody, but still like it's all for the greater good to like yeah. develop people, other people, even if they're I, better than you. Yeah. I, 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 I want you to be better than me. I want you to be. <laughs> I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the person they come to all the time. I don't want to be the only one who can figure out the stuff. I want everybody yes. to be able to figure because it's it weighs on you to right. be the smartest person in the room, and you are growing. Right, right. You're like, be better you're, than me. That's fine. You're tearing yourself down because you're having to carry everything, and you you don't have anybody to learn from. Yeah. Yep. Make me look good. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. They can handle it. She right. can handle it. He can exactly. handle it. Yeah, I, mean, I think just in general, from like a managerial standpoint, that's that's the direction you should be going anyway, Absolutely. right? Like you should be able to delegate and say, "Well, I've I've hired competent enough people to do this job, so that I don't have to micromanage them and I don't have to, you know, take all these things on me just because I hold." xyz title like yeah, yeah but we're still yeah i hold this title but we're still part of this whole team so together we can produce greatness so it's yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think a lot of that is higher education too because i tell a lot of people who aren't in higher education who, who haven't worked in higher education it's like an old guard of holding on to like the oldest of thick processes <laughs> ways yes. of thinking and it's like you think they're supposed to be like these advanced places but you'd be like it's really sometimes people churning in the background like oh it's yeah are, <laughs> yeah i agree doing <laughs> the craziest things and so it's like a lot of this stuff like this is like hard to catch up on um but people are holding on to processes holding on to everything they do if such and such retires the entire knowledge of the department goes with them it's like crazy <laughs> what's the point of that and it's like you really could be if, if that program means so much to you or that department, when you mentor people, it's like you're giving your information because you're going to retire at some point. You're not going to be, yeah. you might win the lottery. Who knows? Yes. So like, keep that going. Like, let that be your legacy. And I think that's what part of mentoring is to me. Um, it's yeah. like a, a legacy that's outside of, you know, yourself. So. Yeah. And I think one thing that I'm, I kind of talk about a lot on the podcast and, you know, social media and stuff. Like I, I use this kind of tagline of like sisterhood as a lifestyle. Right. So mm -hmm. I try to not, when I talk about mentorship, not necessarily always be this formal relationship yes. right? because I feel like it can happen and it doesn't necessarily have to relate to the workplace. Um, mm -hmm. It really can happen in any, in any way. But when I think about this idea of like black girl mentor, like if I'm, I don't know, I'm learning how to, crochet you know yeah <laughs> and i don't know like help me out you know what i mean like if you see me you, if you're a master crochet um crochet sewer or whatever and that's what i want to learn then like help me out if i'm struggling as a new mom then like help tell me some yeah. stuff that i don't know like really just like take on this idea of sisterhood because if we treat everyone like that's my sister then there is no turning your nose up. There is no letting, let me watch from the sideline and see her fail. You know, it's, it's none of, it's none of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I've seen that play out um, because I have a Peloton bike, um, you know, like the at home workout bike and there's a black girl magic, like Facebook community, oh, cool. one of the largest um, Peloton communities. And it actually like 
the founder of Peloton has been in there to talk to us because like we're like a force like of change because we're That's so vocal. And it's like yeah. so many of us and it's like a space where like we're not leaving you behind. We're riding together. If somebody needs help, if they're struggling, like people are encouraging and it's just like that is exactly like the type of community that we need for so many things. It's like yeah. we're all there under the guise of being black women who work out and work out with this thing. And it's like, we're supportive. Everybody's like, we talk about other things sometimes too, but it's like all under that same, like, this is for support. We're here for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to leave any like sister behind on the bike, you know? Yeah. What is that meme? It's like, you know, nobody's going to root you on like a black woman or something, but like, that's so true, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, if we stay in that spirit, right. Mm -hmm. Where, that's my sis, that's my sis, let me help her out, you know, like, let me dig her up, let me give her a compliment, you know, whatever, like, then we don't have to deal with the negativity and the ugly side, you know, of the, the reason why Black Girl Mentor is even a thing, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I want it to be a thing, I want to cont- continue that message, but there is a, a ugly underbelly, you mm-hmm. know, to it, and I think we have to, call, you know, we have to say what it is, we have to call it, call it by name, but hopefully by doing that, people can kind of start recognizing their behaviors mm-hmm. and say, you know what, there's no reason for me to, to be that way, you know, there's no reason for me to treat her this way or not give her opportunities or whatever that, you know, that's my sis and we gonna, we gonna do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So- What, what would you give um, as advice to someone who's looking for a mentor that's another Black woman? Yeah, um, so much. But I think what's really important, too, is to make sure you take some time to really get to know that person. And I don't necessarily mean you have to like be all in their business, but mm-hmm. whether that's watching them from afar or seeing how they work, um, Because another thing I think that comes with black womanhood, especially when more than one of us, you know, there's two or more of us together, Mm -hmm. is that automatically everyone's going to make assumptions about the the pair or the group, right? Mm -hmm. So if you come into a new space, you see a black woman, you think, oh my gosh, a black woman, I want her to be my mentor. And then you learn down the line, like, oh, nobody really likes her here. Or, you know, she has a bad reputation. But if you've already aligned yourself with that person then it's hard for people to kind of dissociate you from Mm -hmm. that person. So really make sure that the person that you're um, seeking to to get mentorship from, that, you know, they really are your people, as I call them. Like, they're somebody who you want to learn from, who is going to be generous with their, I won't say generous because time is precious, but, you know, willing to kind of, you know, give you some time in their day, in their schedule to, you know, show you the ropes or give you some advice. I think that's one part of it, just making sure you're choosing a right, <laughs> the right person and kind of mm-hmm. taking the time. Because I've had some opportunities, and I talk about it, I talked about it on one of my episodes where, you know, in higher ed, you go to conferences. And a lot of times when I'm presenting, I'm presenting about black women in higher ed and our experiences. Mm-hmm. So you have younger students or like grad students or, you know, entry level um, administrators and they're so excited because there's not a whole lot of um, presentations that's talking about our experiences. Yeah, or so they see it, right? So they see it, and of course I bring in the mentorship piece in there too. And they're like, "Oh my god, so excited! Can you be my mentor?" And I'm like, "I'm flattered, but you don't even know me. Don't know me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 
can we like start to learn one another a little bit first? Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it. And I think the other part of it too is really understanding your role as a mentee. You know, mm-hmm. you're asking to be a part of a relationship. Um, and it goes both ways. Like, yes, you want to learn, but um, maybe as someone who's seeking mentorship, then, you know, I'll make sure I reach out ever so often. I put a, some time on our calendar. I'm specific about um, what it is that I'm trying to glean from you. That way we're not meeting once a month. And then the first 15 minutes, we're just kind of having, you know, small talk because yeah. you don't really know what to go or you just are happy to be in that person's presence. But it's like, okay, well, if I say, oh, I'll commit to an hour a month with you, then let's make sure we maximize this hour. So make sure you come with questions make sure you're not late, you know, make sure that um, if there's something that could benefit me sometimes, like if you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, over my department, we're actually doing this. Did you know? Oh, no, I didn't know. Maybe this would be a great part. I think there's some work on the mentee side as well that contributes to there being a really good relationship. Yeah, and that, like you said, it needs to be a relationship, a, a, a give and a take. It's like yeah. they can't just continuously pour into you without you get doing something, too. It's like, it, and that could even be you just making sure you're going to put into action the right. advice that they're giving you so they can see the fruits <laughs> of their relationship. Yeah. And, and it's also, um, when you were talking about the conference thing, it's like everything isn't a mentorship. It may be that they want to eventually speak at a conference and they don't know to say, I'm interested in hearing at least your story of how you got to the point of speaking at conference. And that's what they really want. And it's like putting somebody in the spot of being like, can you be my mentor? Like that, that seems like a whole thing, but it's like, can we take an hour to talk about how you got to the point to present? It's like a way less um, investment on the person's time. And it's like, you're getting what you actually want. So like you said, that is important to really know what they're seeking mm-hmm. and making sure they make the most out of the connections when they're able to make them. Yeah, I think that's that's important. I think those are the main things, though. Um, of course, there's nuances in those relationships, mm-hmm. but I think if you kind of start there, um, of course, it can kind of it can kind of help. I think you know one thing you know now that we're in this pandemic and people are working from home and kind of adjusting to this new life. It's been interesting to me that, you know, I've been, my mentees have been reaching out to me, you know, more like they've taken advantage of this time to say, you know, Hey, Tiffany, just checking in on you. How are you doing? Um, Or, you know, I was checking on them to just kind of see what's going on. But I was like, I've actually feel like I've, this time has given us more time to kind of work on our relationship because I think it's given people more time to think about, Mm -hmm. Is this the career I want to be in? Is this the state that I want to stay in? Um, what's next for me? You know, places are having job freeze, you know, um, hiring freezes. Hiring freezes yeah. Does that mean for me? How do I still maximize um, my skill set? You know, if I may not be getting a raise anytime soon or I may get furloughed or, you know, all of those things. Um, so in those ways, I'm like, okay, you know, mentees, y'all are stepping up, you know, like y'all are stepping up in this, in this season. I appreciate that. Um, and of course I've, I'm doing my part too, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I have noticed like there's been a couple where they've just kind of like, I just want to check in on you. I just want to make sure you're good. And I'm like, you know, that, that yeah. I can appreciate. I think that's, a, that's important too. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't even really realize it until I have 
a couple of mentors and one of my mentors is a white male president of a university. Mm-hmm. So um, I am a, like a associate registrar level director of records and registration. So okay. um, I think I may want to be a provost and possibly a president maybe one day. And so yeah. at this point, I'm just like, before I veer in whichever direction, I'm about to get my EDD, like, let me see what it's like to be yeah. a president. And so, you know, just in the pandemic hitting <laughs> among <laughs> racial unrest in the country <laughs> and all of the crazy stuff that's just going on in higher education anyway with numbers and people deciding if they're going to college. I'm like, this is a, it was a good time for me to choose to like, have that ear because now it was just like we met the other week and I was just like what is going on you know like what has been going on with you like what who who have you surrounded yourself with you know what kind of counsel have you been under and I was just like how are you do you feel supported and it was like he kind of had to take a second because it it, it was almost as if no one had asked him how he was (laughs) and if I just like do you have people around you that you feel supported by right now. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Oh, um, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I was like, wow. Like nobody has asked him that. And I could tell. And it's just yeah. like, so interesting. Just the like human part of the relationship. It's just not always a transactional in your career. It's like, you have to think about those elements too. And those are the parts that sometimes mean the most. Right. Out yeah. of everything. I would, I would totally agree with that. Um, it's funny you brought up the that your pre- president because same thing for well I don't have a relationship with our chancellor but just thinking like these decisions that he has to make like I I'm good Yo, <laughs> you know? this definitely put it into like perspective it's like so if in 15 years from now there's another pandemic in the middle of a will I be okay with that it's like woo these are some decisions okay yes that have yes, to be yes, made yes. so what advice would you would you give someone who may be in a position to be a mentor, but has been trepidatious about doing so? I would say, I would say to go for it and to just be on like, especially if there's someone who's seeking mentorship from them mm-hmm. and they're just kind of holding off on it. I would say, you know, they know themselves more than anybody. Right. And um, if they know that they want to be one, I think the honesty piece of it is where both parties can really benefit because even as, I mean, just cause I'm a mentor, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. Right. I'm still Absolutely. human. Yeah. I still go through things. And you know, if someone's coming to me and saying, Hey, you know, I would, I would like for you to be my mentor and I feel like I can do it, but uh, I'm just not quite sure. So being very honest with them, you know, like I, I would love to serve in this role for you. This is what I can give at this time. These are the pla- these areas where I don't feel a hundred percent confident. And if I you come to me with something and I know I can't deliver, I'll try my best to refer you to somebody else. You know, like just to be honest up front, because then that gives um, that gives that mentee the opportunity to say, well, that's not the type of relationship I was looking for. Or okay, I totally understand, and it's worth it for me to get, for us to at least have that versus nothing at all. So, yeah. you know, I said I think to be honest, really is where we have to stop thinking that we have to be perfect and be all things to, to all people, right? Just because I'm your mentor, that means I'm your only mentor and nobody should have just one mentor, right? <laughs> yes. So maybe I can be a great mentor to you in this one lane, but I'm trash over here. <laughs> I can't do anything for you over there. Um, right. But I'll be honest with you, like you want to come to me about career? 
boom, I got you. But if you want to come to me about your dating life, probably not your girl. Yes, yeah, you can't be all things to to all people. That is good advice, and that takes the pressure off of off of the person. Like you said, you're not gonna yeah. be perfect. This is what I can give you, and you know now it's on you if that's what you still kind of want to receive. Yeah, yeah, that's important. So. I see you have a series um, with black men this month. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, So Black Guy July is what it's called, my series for the month of July. So of course, you know, podcasts called Black Black Girl Mentor and people automatically just think like, oh, it's black woman to black woman or black girl to black girl. Um, And the way I perceive Black Girl Mentor is really we're censoring mentorship for black women and girls, but that doesn't mean that you can't be a man or you can't be a non-black person and and do that. Um, But ironically, um, one of the gentlemen who is featured on this in the series, as I was starting the podcast, because this is, you know, just the first season of it. Mm -hmm. As I was starting to get here, reached out to me one day and was like, I want to be on your podcast. And I was like, for what? Like, what do you want to talk about? Um, And he was like, I think it'd be interesting to share, you know, the perspective of of a black man and, you know, how, you know, we can play a part in mentoring black women. And I was like, huh, okay. Like, you may be onto something there. And then the more I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It may be beneficial to hear from not just one, but you know, a few. Yeah. And as I was planning my season and um, so July is going to be the last month of season uh, one for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, we'll just do it. And then as I started thinking about it, I was like, black guy, July, it all makes sense. It all works. Um, but I just really wanted to highlight four different gentlemen, different industries, different backgrounds um, to kind of talk about mentorship um, in different ways. So I end up having two episodes of already, um aired and then i have one coming this wednesday and then one um the following wednesday but i have one gentleman who works in healthcare, who's a, a dad and i have the second gentleman who um worked in tech for a long time and now has kind of transitioned into film and tv um my third gentleman works in higher education, but also is doing this kind of food sustainability. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's funny because every episode kind of went a direction that I didn't anticipate it <laughs> going, but it was it was good. Um, and then the last gentleman um, worked in radio for a long time, but also does some does some well pre COVID um, yeah. did some events um, regarding like black love and black family and yes. um, does some speaking engagements as well. So um, it's been, I've interviewed them all already, but of course I haven't posted the last two just yet, but it's just, it was, it's been a really good um, series and I'm glad that I, you know, decided to, to go for it. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback around it. So I think it's, especially during this time too, you talk about the kind of racial and civil unrest, Mm -hmm. but you know, the idea about, yes, a lot of this is around the death of George Floyd, who's a black man. And they, you know, kind of put that as the, the catalyst of all of what's happening. But you know, the reality is that Breonna Taylor died a couple weeks before and not to say that Mm -hmm. she's been ignored, but by no means has she gotten the attention. And I think the conversation around, black women then use this conversation about black men and black women and how they are 
yeah, how one supports the other and it's not conceived that some support the, yeah, all that stuff. But <laughs> but I think with kind of the timing of, of all of those conversations with Black Guy July was able to kind of touch on um touch on the relations between black men and black women and the need for black men to, to support and protect black women more. Yeah. So my hope is that those conversations will, will continue in, um, you know, of course the men that I choose, they're going to be men who are going to be good men. Right. So of course right. they're going to be men who want to respect and protect and uplift black women. But having those conversations, I think did kind of, allow them to think a little bit more broadly about, well, who am I, who am I surrounding myself with? Mm-hmm. What, are, what type of language are they using? What type of behaviors are they having when it comes to black women? How can we um, kind of change the narrative and maybe even reach back a little bit younger to these young, gen- these young boys to say, okay, what you're doing right now, is it cool? You know, and, yeah. this is, yeah. and this is why, so that you don't grow up to <laughs> yeah. you know, do other things. Exactly. So. I think it's like, um, putting when you spoke earlier about speaking your name in rooms right. because you know they're men sometimes they get into those rooms before we do because of the patriarchy and they can use those are right. those opportunities mm-hmm. to speak the name of black women or bring black women up because i think a lot of times when people do think black they the default becomes men right especially for men um and I, I remember Kev on stage, I don't know if you follow him recently, um, when he was talking about finding another co-host for his podcast, um, mm-hmm. when Doughboy left, you know, he was like, oh, you know, I, I do great stuff for black people, have all these black men. And then his wife had to be like, but, but what, <laughs> where are the black women though? And yeah. he had to like sit back and was just like, I have this opportunity to amplify the voices of black women so let me reach out to angel that chick angel right yeah bring her up and on in front of a larger platform and i think that that's important that they continue to do that because they're gonna step in some rooms and like you said a lot of times like black women are supporting them like i went to college with avon or g he was a gw too i don't know we crossed paths but um you know like she had him do her like after special like IG live. And it's right. like, we all are always thinking, you know, yeah. about these ways because it could have been anybody in the industry, but it's like, let me pick somebody I'm friends with that's up and coming that we can do this with. And I think that that relationship can go the other way um, too. And I'm happy that you have them on and that's bringing up that type of conversation as well. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, and I think it's, it's helpful for other, you know, I mean, of course, the majority of my audience are, are women, but there's yeah. a fair, according to the analytics, there's a good number, there's a fair <laughs> number of, of guys as well. So I think it's helpful to hear them give examples of ways in which they have advocated for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in minor ways that people don't even think about, you know, like I said, it's, oh, we need somebody to do this. Well, let's be very intentional and have a black woman do it, you yeah. know, um, or making sure we fight for them to get a raise or to pay, you know, equitably. Equitably. I was like, I didn't realize it was such a hard word to say. But, um, but yes, yeah, so it's just kind of those little things that really do make the difference um, for, for us. So, and I think uh, the biggest thing was that recognizing that even though the world, they may sometimes feel like the world sees them as kind of, you know, this, negative that they still hold a privilege 
as yeah. a man mm-hmm. over us as, as women Absolutely. and recognizing that privilege still puts them in a position for them to do other things for us. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is coming up with um, black girl mentor in the next, the rest of this crazy year? I know it's <sighs> a little crazy, but um, tell the people what they can look forward to. Yeah. So as I mentioned, um, finishing up the first season. So by the end of July, we'll be done with season one. I'm going to take a little bit of a break um, because August um, in <laughs> higher ed. <laughs> if you don't work in higher ed, you know that August and April are the two months that yes. things go things go wild. So it just worked out so that I could take a break in August from the podcast um, to kind of deal with whatever this fall semester is going to look like because nobody truly knows mm-hmm. um, on top of the fact that I have a school-age child who's also starting school in August. So we're just all trying to, you know, keep it together. But, um, but yeah, but also during that time, my goal is to really kind of start thinking about what season two is going to look like, kind of restructuring it, who my guests are going to be, um, because I am (laughs) the academic that I am, I'm going to send out a survey to my audience to kind of get some feedback from season one Mm -hmm. and start implementing some of those changes, um, one of the podcast communities that I'm with um, it's called WOC Podcasters. I'm not sure if you're with them, Women of Color Podcasters. Um, but um, I they have a mentoring relation, a mentoring program uh, for those who want to work on kind of cultivating their communities mm-hmm. um, outside of their show. So I was um, invited to be a part of that mentoring program. So that actually starts in August as well. So doing that. And I think that'll give me some time also because I do have a Facebook group, um, black girl mentor podcast group on Facebook and then a LinkedIn group as well that I probably have not been given as much attention to <laughs> as is needed. So kind of allowing me some time to, to work with those communities and engage with them and, you know, just really kind of reevaluate some things. Yeah. So, so that's really what's happening. Um, in the meantime, I mean, continue to, listen and listen to older episodes or follow me on social media i'm literally on every (laughs) on every platform um except snapchat yeah snapchat um not on there because i don't know i just never was able to like get down with that one i have some videos of my um interviews that i'm the goal is to get them up on YouTube. So um, kind of getting the YouTube channel popping as well. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, so little things like that is what's happening in the immediate future. But, you know, season two will be coming, coming later this um, fall. And just really looking forward to kind of continuing to spread the message and grow the community. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. And you're it's Black Girl Mentor on all the platforms. Black Girl Mentor on all the platforms. Yep. Okay. Y'all make sure y'all go follow um, and support, comment, like, share all of those things. For Tiffany, thank you again for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Whitney living her best life at thewhitneywest.com and at thewhitneywest on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.